Welcome back to the We Know Fantasy Podcast. My name is Nate with We Know Fantasy, and I am joined here, as always, by the Fantasy Fro. Fro, how are you today, man? I'm doing all right. Just got my butt off Xbox and playing the new Call of Duty. It's uh, it's a little interesting, to say the least. You know, I'm playing a video game. Not quite as good as I used to be in my youngin' days, but I still try. I don't think the word interesting is what you used when we hopped on uh, here to, here to uh, start this <laughs> podcast, but... <laughs> It was frustrating. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Anyhow, Fro, where do the people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at Fantasy Fro. Like I said, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. It can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Uh, visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some more fantasy football content, including Cody's Player Rankings Weekly, my B-Team Series. Steven's doing a playoff series. Brian, Meg, and Nick contribute with breaking news. We also have fancy basketball and fancy hockey content on there as well. And if you're looking to join the team, we're still looking for fancy uh, contributors across the spectrum. If you're a fancy sports fan and has a knack for writing, please hit us up on our social media. We'd love to have you on board and get you uh, you know, contributing for our, our website and maybe some future podcasts. Speaking of podcasts, I'm back every Monday night joined by one of our contributors, the Waiver Wire Whistlers podcast that drops around you know, 9, 30, 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on Monday night. And then tomorrow night, Thursday nights, is the We Know Fancy Contributors podcast. We're a group of the contributors I listed. Uh, come on, give you different perspective, different voices to hear, uh, different topics and things of that nature. So be sure to check out for that as well across the We Know Fancy podcast network. Well, that's uh, that's probably the quickest I've ever done an introduction here, hasn't it? Yeah, it's probably it's probably just easy now. <laughs> it's been it's been a while. It's been a while. So uh, today we're going to talk about players to sell on before the trade deadline. The fantasy football trade deadline is a few days away. Depends what your league is. You know, some of them are this week, some's next week, but it's quickly approaching. We'll talk about some teams with some nice fantasy football fantasy football playoff uh, matchups. Uh, we'll discuss Chubb's value with Kareem Hunt returning, and we'll we'll give you guys an insight on our midseason NFL MVP as well. So let's kick it off with some players to sell on before the deadline. Uh, I'll kick it off here first. My guy to sell right now is Derrick Henry. Uh, the reason behind this is, you know, Henry right now is the RB nine in PPR formats, and this seems all you know, you know, flowers and and beautiful, and you know, you have Derrick Henry in your lineup, you drafted him, you think you're you know, all smart, but he's so touchdown dependent. It's crazy. He's only had 100 yard rushing game this season. He's gone over 100 yards three times on the season thus far. Uh, that's through 10 games. He's not much of a factor in in the passing game. And actually, one of those uh, 100 yard games, which wouldn't have counted if he didn't catch a 75 yard, um, you know, screen pass and went went the distance. So take that out of there. Like last year, he had that. What was it like? 99 yard rushing touchdowns like that. Oh the year. yeah. And that kind of skewed things there as well. So he's like this, you know, it's either, it's kind of a boomer bust type of player here. If he gets the touchdowns, it's all fine and dandy, but he has a very tough playoff schedule coming up. So uh, across the, what is this week? 13 through 16. He has the Colts Raiders, Texans, and saints. Uh, That's uh, the fifth ranked running defense. Again, in terms of allowing point uh, fancy points, the 14th and the Raiders, the ninth and the Texans, then championship Sunday for your championship, uh, you know, matchups here in fantasy football week 16 has the saints number one run defense in the league. Like I said, Henry is the RB nine right now. So, you know, if you're, if you're looking to deal him in your house league, work league, people who, you know, aren't as, you know, into fantasy football as you may be, 
don't have the you know the research to listen to podcasts like you sell him now get a nice package for him for you know a player that has an easier easier schedule because this schedule is hard he's got three top 10 defenses against the run coming up in the playoffs including the number one run defense so i want nothing uh to do with derrick henry so if he's on your roster try to get him away you know get some nice uh return for him because he's gonna have a rough uh stretch of games here coming up and it could be the difference in you winning or losing a championship yeah, and uh, something to definitely mention with that is Tannehill coming in is actually it's changing the way that the the Titans' offense is. Actually oh, for sure, yeah. Actually playing, the, Tannehill has been playing out of his mind right now, and the uh, so looking just looking at the attempts per per game, the the Titans they were averaging thirty four, uh, sorry, thirty thirty passes a game. Now they're up to thirty four passes a game the last three games since Tannehill has come in and then their rushing attempts per game have gone down two each per game. So you can kind of see it's starting to skew the other way. They're throwing the ball a little more. They have more confidence in Tannehill than they did in Mariota. So I can completely get on the side of trying to sell Derrick Henry. His, his inconsistency could easily lose you a title. Yeah. So, uh, Fro, you, you have a, you have a pretty big name here as well. Who's this guy that you're looking to sell on? Yeah. So Mr. Patrick Mahomes, He's, uh, he's got a very hard schedule coming up into the playoffs. He's, you know, he's coming off not only an ankle injury, but also a knee dislocation. So that's two injuries. And then they have a, they'll have a bye week in week 12, right before the fantasy playoffs start. And then they do get Oakland in week 13, which is beautiful. But after that, they play the Patriots. They play the Broncos. They play the Bears. That's... Ooh. Yeah, that's that's uh, seven or seven. They're better defenses against quarterbacks in fantasy right now. So, I mean, Mahomes has he's been he's been challenging. Nobody has gotten the value out of him that they had to draft him at round two or even round three. You know, not even including the injury that offense has just not been going as well as as you know, as it was last year. So teams are starting to figure out this this offense a little bit and Patrick Mahomes is obviously coming off two big injuries. So if you can get a nice, you know, return on him, quarterbacks are so deep in the league. If you can fill someone right in there and maybe, you know, trade him for something that you need, I would easily do that. Yeah. You have, you have uh, players like, like a, a Josh Allen, who is a favorable playoff schedule, who will do very well for you. So you can turn your Patrick Mahomes, you know, just use his name alone to get a, you know, an RB one, a wide receiver one in return for him. If you shop him right. So I'm, I'm on board here. Uh, you know, if you listen to us, you don't have Mahomes on your on your roster. If you listen to us at the beginning of the season or bought our fantasy football draft guide, but if you are one of those people that do, I look to ship him. I uh, look to get something out of him as well. So my second uh, player to sell on here is is DK Metcalf. So he's fresh off his his best game of his career in for in terms of I want to say uh, he has had a two touchdown game before, but this game was his his best overall performance. Uh, so his his value right now cannot be higher. He obviously has MVP frontrunner Russell Wilson here as his quarterback, so that adds a lot of hype. So it, entering the playoffs here, he has the Eagles, which is like like Mahomes, fantastic to open up against uh, in, in your fantasy playoffs. Then he gets the Vikings, the Rams, and the Panthers to finish it. Three pretty tough defenses against the pass. Three pretty good defenses overall. And uh, that last game against the Rams or the Panthers or is it the Rams or Panthers? One of those games there to end the season, I think it is the Panthers game, is uh, is a game in London. So it's a 10 a.m. game in London, and those games can go any way. Those games are so hard to predict. So, you know, this Panthers matchup may look a little decent to you, 
But in terms of, uh, you know, they're going to London. Things are completely different there. You can't predict things just happen in London that you can't, you know, replicate over here in the States or you can't count on here happening in the States because you're, you know, you're over the seas and, and, you know, out of your comfort zone and you're playing so early in the morning that you're not, uh, you know, you're not used to. So, uh, yeah, right now his, his value's to the roof, especially after having this big game. Uh, you know, he took you, who did they play last week? Who did the Seahawks have last week? Why am I blanking here? Um, it was Tampa Bay. They played Tampa Bay. And he had some big plays against them. So, uh, yeah, I'm on board. Ship DK Metcalf if you can. Get a nice return for him. Yeah, that's a very high-scoring game. That was that was definitely a fun game to watch. I mean, that was, you know, back and forth. A lot of fancy value in that game for sure. But DK Metcalf has just been such a surprise this year. You know, coming out of the draft, everybody thought he had this raw talent. He couldn't run routes. But who cares? You have Russell Wilson as your quarterback. As long as you can get open, run, you know, run the ball. He's he's going to make plays for you. So, you know, Russell Wilson is the reason DK Metcalf is, is playing as well as he, as oh, he is sure. right now. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but uh, but I agree. There's definitely going to be a lot of, you know, a lot of options going there in, in Seattle for sure. So, you know, if you can get something big for him, definitely do it. All right. And Fro, who's this next person here you have on your uh, sell before the trade deadline list? All right. So my second sell now is uh, another player that's going to be pretty high right now because he uh, – He's a high handcuff, which we preach all season. If you if you had him in your league, Jalen Samuels came in last week, put up just under 20 fantasy points in PPR for the Steelers because James Conner is out, and you know they're they're just he's just he's one of those guys where when he's starting, he's a he's a RB one, but when he's a backup, he doesn't have a lot of value. There's just not enough to go around because once James Conner comes back in about two weeks, I don't think he'll be back this week, but you can use one more week of Jalen Samuels. He has he has one more big game. I would sell him because you know he's not going to do much after that. Yeah, it's one of those things that maybe you can even target the James Conner owner if you were one of those people who scooped up uh, Samuels on their waiver wire before he could that you could get some of them in return because maybe they're a little bit desperate to you know get that value back out of James Conner. You know your first round pick. You should be handcuffing these guys. Like DeFro said, we've been preaching this forever, preaching this all season, last season, forever. Just handcuff your guys. You don't have these problems if your guy goes down because you have the guy on your roster. I don't care who you have. You should be handcuffing your big running backs. But, yeah, uh, Samuels has an all-time high right now. He's uh, If he plays, he's like a borderline RB1. Uh, you know that Steelers offense. So get something out of him while you can. Don't you know, hold on to him for the week or the two because it may you know may not matter when you know Connor comes back, comes playoff time. And you don't have anything in return for Jalen Samuels when you were able to grab, say, a, an RB two or a wide receiver two that you know can actually help you win a win a championship. All right, so let's talk about some fantasy football playoffs. We're how are we ten weeks deep? We're about to be ten weeks deep of the season so far. It's it's. I feel like this is the quickest fantasy football season I've been a part of. So fast. But yeah, we're about to hit week 10 here. This is week 10 coming up. So, you know, week 12, week 13 is when the playoffs start. So we're two, three weeks away from the playoffs. So a lot of this is anticipating, you know, uh, who has some good schedules, how to get some players in line. You know, if you're a streamable defense type of guy, getting those things put into play, some of these that teams have good matchups. So we're going to talk about a few here. We have a two-piece. Um, for, actually, I'll let you kick it off. Who's your first team here that you uh, or player group? that you uh, like with a, a with a nice, cushiony uh, fantasy football playoff schedule. All right, so I'm going to give you the starter, obviously, and then the handcuff, because if the starter goes down, you're going to be sitting pretty with the handcuff. So I'm going to go with this beautiful 
beautiful schedule for the playoffs with Dalvin Cook and then Madison because not only has Dalvin Cook been one of the best running backs for fantasy, he's been one of the greatest surprises in fantasy this year for anyone who drafted him. But come the playoffs, you know, week 13, they get a pretty, pretty average Seattle defense. And then they get the Lions, which have the worst defense for fantasy against running backs. Then they play the Chargers, the Packers. And if you have week 17, it's the Bears. So you're playing all bottom, bottom five defenses against the running back. So I would go out if you don't have, if Alexander Madison is on your waiver, whether you have Dalvin Cook or not, I would go out and grab him. Just stash him for whatever reason. You know, maybe the Vikings decide to rest Dalvin Cook one of these games. Madison comes in, could win you a fantasy championship. Just let him sit. Let him sit at the edge of your bench. That Vikings rush offense is going to be looking good for your fantasy playoffs. The Vikings are a very good team. They're in the position to make a playoff position. May not be winning the NFC North there, but may be a NFC wild card position. But maybe week 16, you know, they slow Dalvin Cook down a little bit, give him, you know, some some uh, touches to begin with, and then put uh, Alexander Madison there. And that's where you could easily win a championship is you scoop up Alexander Madison, bench him for now, and then come playoffs. You sneak him in there when Dalvin Cook is, is benched or, you know, is not playing as many step snaps as he was. And, you know, they have a very nice schedule coming up where you could, you know, put this Alexander Madison who has shown that he is a very capable running back. If you've seen any Vikings game where he's getting, you know, 10 plus carries in, in a lot of games here. So he gets the workload already. So he kind of has a little standalone value. He's not getting the goal line touches. Of course, Dalvin Cook's dominating all of that. But, you know, say Cooks gets sat. Madison comes in, gets 20 carries in this offense. That is a league winning move there. So get him into your lineup. And this is a guy that's appeared in my waiver wire wish list all the time. My B team series. He's all over the place. So if you don't have Alexander Madison, he's worth a bench spot. So my uh, first team here, I'm going to talk about is the Jacksonville Jaguars and mainly their wide receiver corp. So I have DJ uh, Chark uh, and DD Westbrook here mainly. Chris Conley can be included in this as well. But, uh, you know, across the playoffs here, they have the Buccaneers, who are the uh, worst team against the pass. We have the Chargers, who are, you know, a pretty good pass defense. They're uh, a top 10 in, 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 uh, in terms of, you know, not points allowed. So they're good against the team. The Raiders are 31st against the run. And the Falcons are against the pass, excuse me. And the Falcons are 27th. So you're getting three of the bottom six teams against the pass in your playoffs. Any of the Falcons on championship Sunday, Nick Foles is coming back after the bye. Good news. If you're a shark or a Westbrook owner, because Foles is obviously a better quarterback to Minshew. Uh, you know, that that was fun for a while, but now, you know, the, the, let the, let the, let the adults play. Here comes Nick Foles. Things are going to start looking pretty good here in Jacksonville. I'm I'm on board here. You know, DJ Shark, is he still top five wide receiver in fantasy? Because he was for a little bit. If not, he's still a top 10. So, you know, you have a top 10 guy here who's about to see this schedule with a better quarterback coming in. Man, these are guys I want on my roster and guys I want in line for me when I'm going for a playoff run. Yeah, DJ Shark kind of fell off the earth a little bit there. Kind of, I guess, maybe came back down to earth, but... You know, Nick Foles coming in will certainly be interesting. We, you know, we had a lot of hype beginning of the year when he was when he was there. And he made some big plays that first game before he got injured. And, I mean, people forget he can he can chuck that ball pretty well. So I don't think that, that uh, Jaguars offense is going to miss a beat. And, you know, if Westbrook ever comes back, he could be very valuable because we know how Nick Foles loves to throw to his slot receivers. You know, if not, Chark's going to be the guy. But it's going to be interesting for sure. Um, I mean, I like, I like, I love Nick Foles. I think he's going to come back and 
Yeah, the Vikings are or the Jaguars are right there in contention, so it'd be interesting to see what happens, you know, going forward. Yeah, the AFC is so weak that, you know, what are they, four and five, and they're still not out of the playoff hunt. They can still get in there, still get a spot, and you know, Nick Foles is coming back. And there was that, you know, report before the season that he and Westbrook had this like very good chemistry put together as already. You know, chemistry or uh Westbrook there's a little injured, so he's maybe something you can scoop up for the low. And uh, maybe that payoff for here as well. So, Fro, let's talk about your second uh, team slash player with a great fantasy football playoff schedule. All right. So we're going all the way back to the man we preached all season. We live. <laughs> this we is live, our guy. If you die. know us. We live. We die on Jameis Winston. But <laughs> we're looking. We're looking for the rest of the season. He's been pretty good the last few weeks. You know, he, he had a couple. I mean, there's obviously always the question, is he going to get benched? <laughs> Let's hope it never comes to that. But he's uh, he's got a beautiful schedule. It honestly does not get any better than this. And not only that, but you got to keep in mind, since the quarterback has a nice mat- favorable matchups, so do those elite receivers that they have, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. So, you know, week 10, this week, they got Arizona, the 31st worst defense. Then they get the Saints. Then they get that horrible Falcons defense and then they play those falcons again week 17 if your playoffs go that far so and then come week 15 and 16 you're playing detroit and houston who give up a lot of points so it's it's gonna be it's gonna be beautiful for that passing attack because not only not only is it a great matchup but they they love to throw the ball there's games when winston throws the ball 45 times so they're so fantasy friendly we're not saying he's a good quarterback we're saying he's a great fantasy player yeah, how many times we had a you know debate with people? We never said he was a good quarterback. We never said he was a top ten quarterback or whatever people want to tell us. We said he's a top ten or a top fifteen fantasy quarterback, and there's a big difference there because he puts up points. He puts up points in a hurry, and I like that schedule as well. So I'm going to talk about the New England Patriots here, and and specifically the running game, which is hard to talk about because you you know you don't know where your value is coming from. But mainly, you know they've they've been kind of toning it down. Sony Michelle's getting his touches, you know James White and out of the backfield. But their playoffs, they have the Texans, who are who are decent. They're a top ten team against the against the the run. But then you have the Chiefs, who are third against the, or the third worst against the run. You have the Bengals, who are the second worst against the run. And then the Bills are uh, 11th or 12th against the run, uh, worst against the run. So you have th- uh, two of the th- worst three teams against the run. You know, you have your quarters and your semis, and then you have the Bills who aren't that great against the run in your finals. And Michelle's getting those touches. He's getting those goal line work. He's going to score his touchdowns. You know, James White coming to the backfield is always a good look. So uh, Patriots. It's hard to predict here, but I'm I wasn't high in Sony Michelle, and then there was a bit of the season I was high, then he kinda, you know, took a backseat again, then he came back. So I'm all on Sony Michelle for the rest of the season. This schedule is too good to ignore for him. Yeah, I mean we were we were definitely wrong about him a couple weeks ago once that we fullback were, yeah. the fullback went out. But it was but it's just one of those things where like it's the Patriots. You don't know. You know, we could be completely wrong again, you know, maybe it'll go the other way, but the, the Patriots have been such an interesting team this year, but sticking with the Patriots, I'm going with good playoff schedule. Like you just mentioned, all those teams that they play against in, in our fantasy playoffs, because that Patriots defense, who has been unbelievable, you know, they get those teams. Obviously, you get, you know, you'll, you'll get the Chiefs, but then you also get the Bengals and the Bills. You get Houston week 13, Miami week 17. So like, you cannot beat that. There's going to be, it's going to be, I mean, if you have the Patriots defense, you're looking pretty. Your chances are you're probably well on your way into the playoffs 
primarily based on just that one <laughs> that one defense. Yeah, and they have a few tough games coming up, so you have to ride that a little bit. You know, the Ravens expose them a little bit. So just ride this short wave before they hit the playoff run because it's going to be worth holding on to those guys before that, you know, before that uh, offensive or that, excuse me, playoff run hits. So let's move on a little bit different topic here. Let's talk about Nick Chubb's value when Kareem Hunt comes back. So I think he's eligible to return in week 11 after his 10 game suspension from, you know, that horrible video that surfaced of him in the hotel situation and whatnot. And then he was cut by the Chiefs because of that. And actually, I, I feel that he is a, you know, he's a big reason why that Chiefs de- uh, offense took a step back. He was so important to that team and how versatile and how talented this guy is. So it's hard to ignore the fact that he's coming back. I know for the first part of the season, the fro and I have been like, you know, there's no sense of rostering him because he's not, you know, on a technically on an NFL roster because he's suspended. So it's so hard to, you know, keep a guy on your on your bench that, you know, isn't going to get any points for 10 weeks. But he's coming back, give it two weeks. And you have to assume he's going to dig into Nick Chubb's um, carries. There's a reason why the Browns brought this guy in, despite all this media hate they'll get from him, despite the 10-game suspension, despite all this. There's a reason they're bringing this guy in. You know, Ch- Nick Chubb is good, but he's also been pretty middle of the pack here the last few weeks. So, Fro, how much would you say Hunt takes into Chubb's um, carries? And we have to assume it may not be that much to begin with. But if you're a Nick Chubb owner, you got to be sweating because, you know, he's returning week 11, you know, week 12 will get more touches, week 13 we're into the playoffs. And we hit that stretch of playoffs and Hunt maybe get more uh, carries and Chubb at that point. Yeah, there's obviously some concern. I mean, I am a Nick Chubb owner. I've been a Nick Chubb believer all season. And, I mean, I kind of pushed aside that whole thought that Kareem Hunt will eventually be back. But, you know, you're, there's nothing you can really do about it unless – I wouldn't sell him low. At this point in the season, I'm, I'm not selling him because people know that, you know, he's going to lose touches to Kareem oh, yeah. Hunt. But, but I'm not worried about – I'm not worried about Nick Chubb not performing fantasy value. He, may, he might not put on a 40-point performance like he did against the Ravens in week four. But, I mean, they have a beautiful schedule coming up. Like you said, like they play the Bills this week who are a bad run defense. They end up playing Cincinnati twice. You know, they play Arizona, they play Miami, so they have a great matchup there, and I don't think there's going to be really much to to worry about. You know, I wouldn't freak out about it. I have a little concern, but, I mean, Nick Chubb is just a stud. He hasn't put up less than 10 point, less than 10.8 points every single week, so his floor is nice and high. You know, he's really been the only consistent on that, that Browns offense, and, you know, at least Freddie Kitchen keeps getting him the ball. That's really the only good thing going on there in, in Cleveland. Yeah, and with Baker Mayfield struggles, maybe they go to run the ball more, and we'll see. You know, Chubb get his carries. We'll see Hunt get his carries. We'll assume Hunt gets in there on the passing downs and whatnot. And you know, he's a very talented back. So it's definitely an interesting thing here. But like the Fro said, I'm no, don't panic sell on Chubb because the person trying to trade for him is going to try to get on the low because of the situation. They know that Chubb's going to get some, you know, going to take some some heat here, but. Um, you know, Hunt could be more of a, a next season plan. They'll just, you know, sprinkle in some carries this year to get him going. You know, 10 weeks is a long time to be without football, uh, especially due to a suspension. So we'll see how that return or how that happens here in a, about two weeks when we see Hunt uh, suit up for the first time, you know, since being cut by the Chiefs. Well, not even this week. How how many weeks last year was he cut or did he miss? He, he missed the last, what, three or four games of the season? Yeah, he missed quite a few games. Yeah, so he's missed close to almost a full a, season. A full season. Yeah, hey, uh, that's a lot to uh, come yeah, back Yeah, I from. remember it happened to Mr. Le'Veon Bell when that happened. 
Yeah, Mr. Le'Veon Bell. And hey, we still we still bought into him this year, but anyways, anyways, let's move on. Let's talk about a non fantasy football related thing here. You know, last week we talked about uh, you know, uh our, our Super Bowl predictions, and I like the idea of you know throwing in some here real football related as opposed to fantasy football all the time because you know the Fro and I just we're, we're constantly researching, we're constantly digging into uh, fantasy football that sometimes we don't get to you know just step back and look at the big picture and actually enjoy football for football. So let's talk about who we believe are midseason. I guess we're past the midseason point, but our midseason NFL MVP. We actually both are the first person, so Fro, I'll let you uh, go here and announce who that guy is. Yeah, so we're gonna go with, and this is close. Like between, I mean, between between this this man and Lamar Lamar Jackson. So it's gonna be our MVP for the midseason is gonna be Russell Wilson. You know, it's set, got a, he's got a Seahawks at seven and two, second behind only the 49ers in the NFC West. Nate's Woo-hoo. 49ers, the eight no 49ers. Got to get big that out there. Monday night game coming up there. Big Monday yeah, night game. Yeah, huge Monday night game. That that's gonna be such a great game. But uh, I mean, it's. It's easily between Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. I mean, it really is. Obviously, you have a little bit further runner-ups there with Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson and then even Christian McCaffrey. But I think he's probably going to be a little bit of a stretch because it's, it's pretty rare in the NFL that a, a running back wins MVP just because it's so quarterback-driven. Yeah, the last time that happened, Adrian Peterson had to go over 2,000 yards with the MVP. So... Uh, that's, you know, it's, it's so hard for it it'd be a non quarterback to an MVP anymore, but yeah, I'm a, you know, I'm going Wilson. I'm a foreigners fan. So I have this hatred for Seahawks and I still have to go Russell Wilson. And even though I know I've talked about this before, if Deshaun Watson, you know, wins, I win a pretty chunk of change. I made that, you know, that bet before the season started, uh, I saw his odds and thought it was too good. So I'm, I'm glad he's still in the hunt here. But Wilson's just been so superb. I think they're the are they the number one passing offense in the league right now? Uh, I think they are actually, yeah. Which is really surprising. Which is insane because they, they went from the, the ball so much. Yeah, last year they, they were the number one rushing offense. In a matter of a year, they're number one passing offense, which is great for this Monday night game that's coming up because you have the number one passing defense against the number one rushing defense. It's gonna be yeah, so, so much. So it looks fun. like they're the fourth most in uh, passing yards. Okay. Right now. Yeah, which is still amazing because they were like probably fourth worst last year. So they just yeah, because they run, ran run, the run, ball run. so much more. Yep. They were only passed last year, I think, by the by the Ravens, and that was the you know the the how long was it the 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 when Lamar Jackson took over and you know ran the ball twenty five times a game that he eventually you know dug into their spot as number one run defense or run offense last year to only the Seahawks had second. But it's amazing how the thing is turned around there. And Wilson, you know, just doesn't miss a beat. He's a he's a freak. Uh, I I have to respect him, even though I hate when I watch him play the 49ers. He's a he's a 49ers killer. You know, the 49ers all he always has a 49ers number no, no matter what happens, even against you know the 49ers great years and in 2011, 2012, 2013. It's always, you know, Russell Wilson's still there somehow uh to take them down. So yeah, I think it's uh I think it goes Russell uh Deshaun Watson, then Lamar Jackson, in my opinion. Uh, but uh, it's close. I don't know how close it really is, but I think at this point, if if Russell Wilson is to continue, not even the way he's going, even if he takes a little step back, I still think you know, he wins the title. It's hard for, say, a Chris McCaffrey not only be a running back, but the Panthers aren't that good of a team. They may or may not make the playoffs, depending on how they finish the season. You know, the NFC is very, very competitive. That may be a knock on, you know, on a Lamar Jackson or Sean Watson as well, because the AFC is, you know, is is a step below the NFC this year, that which is absolutely loaded. 
But okay, guys, that, that'll wrap up our show for today. A lot of great content this week. I know we're, we're running down here. Let's see. We'll only have about six more shows together for the season. And then, uh, you know, we'll go on our hiatus for a little bit before getting back to you guys. So, uh, yeah, we appreciate you guys. We appreciate, you know, you coming out every week to, t- to check us out, to listen to what we have to say. Uh, sometimes it's still mind-blowing that people listen to us talk for 30 minutes on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Uh, but we appreciate it. So, Fro, where do the people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at FantasyFro. And as always, my name is Nate with We Know Fantasy. You can be found on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at We Know Fantasy. Uh, as well, visit our website, WeKnowFantasy.com, for some great uh, extra fantasy football content. We have fantasy basketball, fantasy hockey on there, and we'll, of course, have other fantasy sports when the time comes around. So, guys, again, thank you. Can't thank you enough for all, for all your support and everything. So, I guess until next week, we'll see you. Peace.